Hey everybody, this is a very special episode for the Airgun Podcast for a couple reasons. One, we're talking American Airgunner Challenge with Rossi, who has been in the airgun world for a good amount of time now and has been uh, hosting TV shows and things like that for an even longer time. So the guy knows what he's doing uh, in both TV and airguns, so there's no one better to have than him uh, paving the way for something like a mainstream TV show all about airguns. So that is super exciting, and obviously we get to discuss his story, how he got into it, and kind of the mind behind American Air Gunner Challenge, and then how we as listeners and viewers of the show and things like that can support the TV show and the growth of the air gun industry, because the better it does, the better we do. And that's just plain and simple. That's how things work. Number two, why this is a really important and awesome episode is because... This is the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and this is a really awesome um, episode to launch after just being up for only one year, starting literally from nothing. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you for all the guests who have um, been crazy enough to come on with me early on. And hey, you coughing, bro? Playing with plastic forks? Sorry, my son has uh, no pants on, and he's playing with plastic forks right now. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah, he just had some bacon. So, um, this is a great episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. I appreciate and um, I'm just so grateful for all the support and uh, just the encouragement so far. One more thing you guys can do to help the podcast continue to grow and to get more and more amazing guests on the podcast is just click pause here in just a couple seconds and then leave a good review. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And then just do a little post about it on like Instagram story or your Snapchat or Facebook or something like that. Just to spread the word a little bit. And that goes a really long way. So thank you guys so much. Please enjoy this awesome episode with Rossi. And don't forget to tune in on Wednesday nights for American Air Gunner Challenge. It's going to be a blast. Literally. Welcome to the Air Gun Podcast. I appreciate it, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, any, any time to wake up on Saturday and talk air guns is a win. Yeah, man. Uh, I am on the same page as you. So, um, obviously, guys, we have Rossi on today, and we're going to be talking American air gunner stuff. So, Rossi, just to start us off with some non-air gun things, um, what are three fun facts about you, my friend? Three fun facts about me. Wow, that's a good one. Um, well, I'd say probably the most fun fact about me is that I'm a father of two little girls. So that's been completely life changing <laughs> on a, on a, on a personal note for me and, and my adventures. Um, I, fun facts about me. I can do a standing backflip. Right on. Uh, and. Huh. What's another fun fact about me? Um, gosh, day right out of the gate, man. In the in the morning, yeah, I, I, I'm like I'm starting to I'm starting to doubt how fun I am at all. I, I, I Dude, did excited. you did you have your coffee yet or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in the middle of cup number one right now with my new American Air Gunner Challenge mug. Oh, sweet. Uh, where can we pick those up? Is that on the website? 
Yeah, we, we do. We have a we have a list of uh, of stuff that we can you can get from either American Air Gunner TV. Um, we have two different versions of of shirts, hats, coffee mugs, uh, I shirts, towels, all that stuff. We, there's a lot of stuff, and then we just put out um, two new versions of American Air Gunner Challenge stuff uh, with two different logos. So that stuff is pretty cool um, as well. Um, all right, so let me get back. Let me get back here. I'm 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 back in. So three fun okay. facts about me is I am a father. Um, and I love being a father to two little girls. I can do a standing backflip. And I say that now I'm trying, I'm thinking now at, at 43, I can maybe do a standing backflip. Uh, and another fun fact is I have recently become the owner of two kittens since this pandemic. So now I have daughters and I have cats. So life is really heading the direction that I want it to. Yeah. What more could you ask for? <laughs> that is awesome. Exactly. Well, um, so how long has it been since you've tried a backflip, Rossi? Uh, the last one I did would have been probably about two years ago and I did it off a wall, um, where I was running up a wall and, and did a backflip. Uh, it was okay. something I, it was something I taught myself. It's funny. I taught myself it when I was young, uh, off a diving board and it's something that actually has come in handy. And, and, and one of the, one of the times it came in handy the most is I was doing a show with Travis Pastrana. And he was like, hey, look, I'm going to I want to teach you how to do a backflip on a motorcycle. And I was like, OK. And he explained it to me. And then I did it on the first try into the into the foam pit. And he was like, whoa, he was he was and he was telling me he had two other guys. One of the guys from the metal militia and uh, the other guy that used to be big in, in X Games, the, the cowboy guy, I forget his name now. But it took him like two days just to teach them how to do the backflip part. With the motorcycle, but because I understood how to do a backflip, it was easy for me to like transition into flipping a motorcycle, which I would find odd, but it, it, it worked out. Wow. Yeah, that, I, I've always wondered because I, I myself am somewhat of an acrobat, and I've always wondered if I could do a backflip on like a bike or a motorcycle like those guys. That's pretty well, crazy. You, it's, it's, it, it, it's always safer to do it into the big foam pit. But you go, to these, you go to these guys' houses, and the setups they have to do the tricks that they do, it's like they don't just go out to a dirt mound and try to backflip. You kill yourself. So, I mean, these right. guys have more training things in their backyards and, and on property and stuff. Like, it, it, it's actually mind-blowing to see what they've done to get to where they're at now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I guess that can kind of lead us on to another note. Um, with some of the contestants we have on the show – um, and kind of the investment that goes into practicing to get where they are today. Um, what, what kind of setups have you seen with these guys so far with their guns and their equipment? As far as the competition goes or as far as just in, in general, just being in the arrogant world? Yeah, we could go both. Uh, we could start just generally and then we can move in specifically to the contestants on the show. I mean, you know, the big thing about the, the contestants on the show, and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see the first episode, but the first episode, I, I wanted them to be comfortable so they got to bring their own guns, right? right. And, and, and and they brought guns that they – a lot of them, I've seen them shoot that same gun at competitions. Um, some of them, you know, were, were their, their pride and joy. Other ones were just, you know, they, they had the gun because it had to be a specific type of gun. Mm -hmm. But every competition from here on out, I give them the gun. So on the next chat, oh yeah, the next 10 challenges is, so it, it's funny, and, and I don't think people quite understand this. They, they are sponsored by whatever gun manufacturer sent them, but every challenge going out, they walked out on the range on that day when we started shooting. 
I said, hey, guys, how's it going? I hope you had a good night's sleep. Here's your challenge today. I explained the challenge, showed them the gun they were using, told them what they were going to do, and we started. And so that's the way that we made this challenge very even. So here on out, it is how good are these shooters if you put a gun in their hand they've never shot with a scope they probably don't know that well and gave them a competition that they've probably never done in their life. Wow. Yeah, that and it a- makes it very fun because my, my goal here was to see shooters like to shoot, right? I'm a prime example. If you take me out into a field or whatever and you're like, hey, Rossi, we got you know this gun, this shot, you know, you got three ch- tries. Most likely mm-hmm. I'll do it because I'm just a shooter and I'm, and I'm good at that kind of stuff. But if you take me to a shooting competition where people have been training and, they're, and, and they know what they do and they know their gun and they know the win, and they know that, then I'm going to fail every time. Because I'm a <laughs> pick it up, shoot it, wing it kind of guy and it works out for me more often than not, which is very odd and, and, it, and it, people get frustrated by it sometimes. Some of the things people have seen me do when I've just picked up a gun and shot it and hit the target and walked away. Um, but you know, it's, it's those guys that practice the, those, those long range bench rests, field target, you know, these guys have, I mean, these are professionals when you go to these competitions and I get my ass kicked every time. Every right. time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm usually pretty good at things like pretty athletic. Like if there's a task at hand, I've usually been able to do them, but as soon as I started hanging out with air gun guys and just seeing the things that they do, it's, it's a lot different. It, it's definitely a, a different animal uh, for sure. And so you're giving these guys the same guns. Uh, and I think up front, right off the bat, I mean, I think a lot of people's favorite is probably Ted. I can't speak for everyone, but maybe just more well-known, more comfortable with his name. He seems uh, to be a popular one at this point. Yeah. I'd say yeah. people, if people could put money on it, there'd be a lot of money on Ted beer. I think so for sure. Um, also, I think maybe his, his sunglasses have some sort of, uh, laser sight in them secretly. So d- is he allowed to wear those on the show? Well, yeah, he, he was, he, he broke his white ones, uh, on his way in and he tried to replace them and he couldn't get them in time. So he wore a, a pair of the same glasses he wears all the time, but I don't know, you know, he, he, he was, he was bummed that he didn't have his white ones. So that, that could play a factor, you know, to, I don't know. I, I can't give too much yeah. away here, but, <laughs> that, that could be a game changer for Ted. If he doesn't have his glasses, man, his specific glasses, that could change things. Uh, so, Rossi, what, who would you say so far on the show just seems like the one of the cooler people, like someone that you would just go have coffee with? Every one of them. And, 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 that, and that is fundamentally true. The, those guys, the, the six guys we got are – you got to understand, when we did this show, we were kind of doing this – on a whim it was it was an idea that i had and that and something i wanted to do so the first thing i did was i reached out to iden i reached out to tom adams i reached out to ted i i i talked to a lot of these guys about coming on and being a part of this because it was something i I wanted to do and and before i ever you know talked to umarex about sponsoring iden or talked to fx about sponsoring ted uh i talked to those guys first because I, I wanted guys that I knew. I wanted, I wanted big and different personalities. And I wanted guys from, from different walks of life. So, you know, those are, those are six guys that, I mean, 
I've, I've done a lot of hunting and, and, and hanging out and, and, and spent time with Aiden. Um, every time I go to a competition, like Ted is a guy that I've spent a lot of time with. Tom Adams is a guy that I've spent a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten a chance to meet Ian Harford last year when I went over to the UK and I, we were doing a bunch of shooting um, around Iwa and went to the air arms manufacturer and, and, and did a whole, a whole like five or six days there uh, in, in the air arms area. And, and I went hunting twice with Ian. And just mm-hmm. hit it off with him. One of those guys that he's just a he's just a great, uh, great guy. Joe Broncado is a guy that I have known for years. He actually lives just about thirty minutes south of me, um, and he has a, he has a gun shop, Top Gun Air Guns. And I go, and that's where I go. Like if I have to go and get something done with a gun, or get an air tank filled, or or, or, or I have an O ring blow that I can't fix myself. Like Joe Broncado, the air gun scientist, he's the guy that I go to, you know, he's been on American air gunner now for a couple of years in our round tables and stuff. Cause he, he knows guns inside and out. So he's a guy, man, you sit down and have coffee with that guy. Once you get him started, he'll never stop talking, but he will tell you things <laughs> about the air gun itself that you never even thought about and probably should never think about, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then Brian Lansing, Brian Lansing was the one contestant that I met on the show. Like when he showed up at the airport, like literally I had a sign. Like Brian Lansing, like we had, a, like, here we are, like we, cause mm-hmm. I'd never met the guy. I had no idea what he looked like. Uh, and, and after meeting that guy and spend some time with him, just a great young cat. You know, one of those guys that seems a lot older than he is, uh, mm-hmm. as far as a 22 or 24 year old, I forget how, he, how old he is now, but, but, but a young cat that has a lot of wisdom, knows guns, can shoot anything from <laughs> bows and archery and crossbows to, to every type of, sig sour gun you can imagine so there's not a guy if you had if you made me pick one i i wouldn't because every one of them has so much information and so much personality that uh you could never go wrong right so i have to be honest i i did have a suspicion that was your answer and the reason i asked that question is because when i came into this industry i have yet to meet a person in the industry that I don't want to get their number and literally go hang out with them. And and I don't, it's a weird, weird kind of thing because, you know, like I, I played football w- w- in college and stuff and like guys on the same team, but like offense and defense, when you're practicing and you can speak to this too, I'm sure you're not on the same team when you're practicing offense and defense, you're only on the same team on game day. Otherwise there's fights at practice. There's all kinds of beef and animosity and stuff like that. But, Something that surprised me at the air gun world is that literally everyone I've met has been super cool. So has that been? A, yeah, a it, it is. It is. I, I will say it's an it's a when I when I first got in, I mean, 2013 was my first year in the air gun world. And, and I had, you know, I came from a, a background of, of, of hosting TV shows. I mean, that's that's what I was. I've done a lot of outdoor shows and things on Discovery, stuff like that. So when I got pulled in. Uh, by the producers of this show, they they had, they had had you know the the previous host who you know a- everyone is familiar with, and he was a gun expert, and they were looking for just kind of a different vibe, someone that could go out and learn and, and be willing to do things, do more things that they had never done, uh, and kind of learn along with the audience. And that was kind of my goal. And I think one of the very first things I did was go to. The world field target championships in mm-hmm. Texas, 
I mean, it was it was just this huge event. I mean, and and all these teams from around the world. And here I pop up, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up? I've I've no idea. These guns they're shooting, I've never seen anything like it. I don't know anything about anything going on. And the next thing you know, I'm talking to some of the literally the top shooters in the world, and they're the nicest, educational, share an idea, you know, whatever guys I've ever met in my life. And then you get to talking to them and you find out they're lawyers and teachers and bus drivers and mechanics. And I'm like, oh, like these are these are just a bunch of good old boys, you know, and they and they have this passion for this very I mean, obviously it's a it's a very niche sport. Um, and, and they're all happy to share and grow and, and bring people into it. And it, I, I'm with you. It was from the very beginning a very loving and accepting sport that, that, that I was getting into. Now, not necessarily on YouTube. Those guys aren't that nice. Right. But the, you know, when you actually get to the competitions um, it, 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 and, and you get with these guys, they're just guys that, they're just guys that want to shoot. They've got their full-time jobs. You know, they're family guys or family girls, you know, and, and I'm, we're starting to see more and more women at these competitions, which is great. We need more women in air guns. Um, so, you know, it, it's always good to, to get to get these people that are, you know, it's, it's, it's a hobby right now. Right. Rossi, can you hear me? Audio cut out. Yeah, I think you meet you know you meet a lot of guys, and this is their hobby. So so they're doing this for fun. Like typically, this makes them fun. So they're, they're no one's ever overly competitive or angry or you know they're all just good people. And I was saying you know right. I, I've definitely met I've definitely met a couple air gunners that didn't like me because I was too loud too loud on the range, made too much noise during practice or the competition or whatever, but I've never yeah. met an air gunner that I didn't like. Yeah. I, that's probably uh same thing for me. I'm sure there's some people who have met me that they're, they're not a huge fan. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's such a cool community. I I've been really impressed with it. And uh, it, it's definitely something that makes people want to stay in it. Even if you're not super, um, you know, like hardcore into the air guns, you know, someone just getting in, it's, it, you're probably not going to be that way, but when you just join a welcoming community, that's friendly and they're willing to share things with you. And uh, even things as far as like, Hey, shoot my $2,000 gun or like take this home, use it. it. It's like, it's just a really cool thing to experience. And it's definitely a welcoming thing. So um, you kind of shared how you got into um the air gun side of things and uh, you and I spoke a little bit yesterday about kind of how you got into TV in the first place. So do you think what's been your experience so far with the air gun industry? Is this something that you want to stay in or are you on to bigger and better things? Are you going to be the next Dwayne, the rock Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, yeah. No, you know, for me, it's, this is, I mean, ob obviously, this is something that I'm looking to grow and expand uh, and make bigger. I mean, that, that's the reason for the American Air Gunner Challenge. You know, as, as a TV host, you get a lot of jobs. And, you know, I've hosted 
like I said, I've hosted Junkyard Wars. I've hosted dating shows. I've hosted game shows. I've hosted all kinds of crazy shows. And a lot of times, you're, you just get a job because it's a job. You, know, you don't necessarily have a passion about the, if I'm hosting a game show. I'm not like, I'm going to go out and, I don't know, start my own game board or something. Um, and dating shows, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm going to start a, a podcast and give love advice to kids. Like, that's not it. It's just that show opened itself up, and, and, I, and I hosted that show. Mm-hmm. American Air Gunner is different. Occasionally, you you come across these shows where where there's there's a there's a TV show involved, but then there's this outside world, and I got thrown into it, and 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 there, I couldn't help become passionate about it because number one, I'm a shooter. I'm from Arkansas. Grew up shooting, you know, shooting air guns and and and, and guns and hunting and fishing and hiking and you know, always carrying some sort of air gun or pistol or BB gun, you know, with me when I was little to, and then you grow up, you know, in that, in those days, and you got your 22 and your 410 and 20 gauge and, you know, off you mm-hmm. went. So this was something that once I, once I found this world, it sucked me in. I mean, it just sucked me in. And that's why, you know, for six years on this show, I was just the host. The, I was just the host. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I'd, I'd show up, I'd shoot the guns, I'd do the event and, and off I went. Now I own the show. It's my show. I, I, it's my show, the whole thing. And I've taken it, and my goal is to grow it exponentially, which is why we started the American Air Gunner Challenge. I wanted to get air guns off of just a platform like the Pursuit Channel and get it into something bigger, a bigger network where people that didn't know air guns could learn about them. And I know there's a world of guys out there that, that fear this because they fear the, the, the more we show it, and the bigger the power and the more things we show, the, the, the quicker the regulations are going to come from the government. And, you know, I, to those people, I say, whatever's coming is coming because the guns are out there. More right. importantly, to keep this industry going and to grow this industry, we have to educate people and bring them in. We've got to get younger people in. We've got to get women in. We need to f- figure out a way to there, – there are Olympic sports waiting to be made with air guns. There are different mm-hmm. shooting disciplines that people don't even know exist that we should be doing our best to invite new shooters in and grow this industry. And my job is what I've taken on is my job because it's obviously not really my job, but I've taken it upon myself to go and showcase to the world what air guns can be. And, and, and instead, of, instead of trying to just appeal to air gunners, I'm trying to appeal to the every gunner. I want everybody who likes outdoors and fun and shooting because there's so many guns that you can shoot with your kids and your family. I I love going Mm -hmm. hunting with my nephews and the fact that them, me and my dad can all shoot the same gun and we can go deer hunting together, you know, and we can stand around with my nieces and my nephews and my, and my daughters and shoot guns and shoot air guns forever. And no one's ears are hurting and no one's shoulder hurts and no one's been scared to death by, you know, a 20 gauge or a 30 out six that we're just out shooting air guns. And we're laughing and we're having fun and we're being safe, but we're learning the value of being outdoors, being with family and also the safety of shooting guns. And that's something that I am passionate about because I have young daughters and I like to get outside and, you know, maybe they don't want to go throw the football or, you know, kick a soccer ball today, but sometimes they like shooting guns. I'll tell you that they like shooting guns. They like shooting bows and arrows, you know, they, they, they love it and they're little and they're just like, this is fun. They see the mm-hmm. fun in it and they're also learning something safe. So, you know, that's a world I think we need to expand on. Uh, it doesn't have to be about 
oh gosh, don't get our air guns regulated. It could, it should be about, oh my gosh, look how many families we can get outdoors doing something together in a safe, fun, exciting environment. Yeah, that that's I think your your perspective is a uh, not quite a, a selfish perspective because um, I part of me is like. I, you know, I can empathize with the people who are like, uh, I don't want this to get too popular because then regulations will come um, because right now they're so readily available. I mean, you can get a fully automatic 30 caliber rifle right now. You know, uh, that's pretty crazy um, when it comes to air guns and, and knowing the capacities. But like you're saying, I think there's a much bigger picture and it's not just my own personal enjoyment, you know, um, so wh- whatever you are doing needs to continue to be done. And uh, I, I'm on board with you, man. I, I, that's, that's why I started this podcast. I want to expose more people to it and even bring people from the hunting, the firearms world into this because it is so fun and it's so diverse. There's a lot more ways you can use it than a firearm. You know, I can go into the backyard in the city and shoot my air rifle. Uh, I couldn't do that with my 243. So well, exactly. And I'll, I'll tell you, some of these guns that are coming out now, you know, we've, we've now got a, a, a lot of 50 caliber guns on the market and there's more, you know, there's bigger guns coming. We've got these, you know, semi-auto and full auto guns that are out now and there's more coming. We're, you know, the ASA is, is, is doing their best to get air gun hunting legal in all 50 states. So, you know, unfortunately, regulations are coming. And it's, you know, it's some people would say oh, it's a good thing. Some people would say that's a bad thing. I, I don't know. All I know is growing an industry is what the gun manufacturers want. <laughs> and the gun manufacturers are invested in what we're doing. So, you know, that's our goal. Uh, we have to bring new people in the sport to keep this going and to and to expand our sport, to, to give us a chance to do more and, and to showcase more. So. That's what uh, that's what we're trying to do here at American Air Gunner. And and my but I'll tell you this, I have a fundamental problem with people who are against guns and their and their and their look on guns. And you look at the Hollywood world, for instance. You know, I've gone and trying to pitch different shows, gun shows, competitions like that to, to the History Channel and Discovery Channel and shows outside of outdoor sports, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you always get pushed back like, oh, we can't do gu- shows about guns. We can't do shows about guns. We can't do shows about guns. And my problem is every single movie that you put on your, your TV station has guns galore, people getting shot in the face a thousand times, you know, John Wicks and all these shoot 'em up kill em movies, which I love, don't get me wrong, but it's very much a fundamental, how many people can I kill in this show? And then at the very end, save the day, right? And that's not good. And then you've got video games and all these kids are playing video games and they're first person, they're walking around, they're just shooting people in the face. That's what they do all the time. And then when you finally get to a TV show about guns, the only thing you can find on air is a gun killing an animal. Right. So if you truly believe that guns are dangerous or you truly believe that that you should be doing shows about guns, what you should be doing is being given an opportunity and, and a different view of guns in a different environment. Right now, the American Air Gunner Challenge is just about the only gun show on TV that, that someone's not dying or right. something isn't dying. I mean, there's a couple, obviously, Hollywood weapons. But again, Hollywood weapons is great. But they're still talking about other movies where guns were being used to 
do whatever was happening in the movie. You know, and there's some different some shows where they're showcasing different guns and this, but you never really get to see guns used as tools for fun, for family, for for college scholarships. There's so many college scholarships out there for the shooting world, for shooting sports that people aren't even aware of. You can get a full ride to a major four-year university shooting 10-meter air rifle. Yeah, that's that's so, crazy. I I wish I had known that before I went in to play football. <laughs> right. So there there's just so many things that that I believe you have to you've got to be fair to what guns are. You can't just you can't say I'm I'm against guns and then the only thing you show is movies and video games of people dying. And if then you call truly, cops with guns to protect you. <laughs> exactly. So you have to have you have to have an alternative. You have to have a safe alternative for people and kids especially to get into their mind that the only thing that you've used gun for is to kill something. Because that's not right. true. I can shoot. I know people that shoot guns. We have fans of our show that are like, we love your show except for when you go hunting. Because they're just not into hunting. And that's fine. You don't have to be into hunting. Because they love right. the plinking. They love the competitions. They love the skill. They love, the, they love that kind of stuff. The trick shots. That to them is fun. And there's a whole generation of people that love that stuff. And we've got to be able to show it. If we don't show them something in a healthy manner with guns, the only thing they're getting their brains is something unhealthy. Right. And that's, a, that's a, not a good way to, to expose truth in something. Exactly. You have to, you have to know all sides. Yeah, and it, it, just to, to touch on the, the just shooting part, because for me, I'm like, man, if, I, if I'm not going to, you know, snipe a squirrel or a rabbit or p potentially bigger game once I get to uh, owning some bigger caliber rifles, uh, then I'm like, you know, there's only so much shooting I can do. But there are so many people, like you're saying, that aren't necessarily into hunting, but shooting is just fun. Like, for example, we just went uh, camping, my wife and I and some friends and our neighbors and my, my sister-in-law. Um, and my sister-in-law was shooting my Dreamline. And she's an elementary school teacher. She's a very nice, very kind, gentle soul, but very much a white girl. You know, got to have the Starbucks with sure. 87 different um, special qualities to it, certain number of ice cubes. Uh, which isn't a bad thing, but typically that and guns don't go together. But she was having a blast just shooting this air rifle, shooting cans in the mountains. So there's so many more people that could be exposed to this uh, sport and just the joy because it's just fun to shoot something and hit it. It just it feels good. Well, and that's true. And especially you take someone out that either, whether they know guns or don't know guns, and you get some of those biz, big blast caps you know, and fill up bottles with powder and what have you, or some Firebird targets, which you'll start seeing a lot of on uh, the American Air Gunner Challenge or, or, or even Tannerite, and you start pulling some triggers on some air guns, all of a sudden you see some smiles on some people's faces that you never thought possible because it, 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 it is a blast. It, it is fun, and, and there's nothing, you know, shooting-wise, there's nothing you can do really with firearms right now that you can't do with air guns. Um, I mean, Chris Turk just put out a post where he's trying to shoot a milk jug at like a thousand yards. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's happened. Now it's a it's a lot harder with an air gun, but you know, minus the distance stuff, and as far as just going out and shooting, and having fun, there, there's nothing you can't do. Right. I, I would even argue it's the inverse that th there are things you can't do with firearms that you can do with air guns. Probably and... true. Oh, well, hundred percent, especially in the, in the, someone's backyard or garage. 
Right. Yeah. And, and that's another cool thing, you know, like uh, for, for me in Colorado, I, I can't always get outside and shoot just because the weather, you know, sometimes it's very, very cold, snowy, just not good conditions to sit outside and <laughs> shoot a target. So sure. if you can go into your basement, you know, um, and, and shoot this, you know, even if it's just a little CO2 air gun, that kind of thing is just, it's just one of the many perks and benefits to, to shooting air guns. Yeah, I agree. So Rossi, you've kind of explained a little bit about how the show, you know, how you started getting people interested in the show. What was the, how did it exactly come about? Like whose idea, were you sitting around drinking coffee one morning and you're like, you know, let's start a show about air guns or what was it? Well, in 2013, when I first became the host of American Air Gunner, we did what we called the Air Gunner Challenge. And, but it was, the, it was the, like, so every, every show is a, it's a 30 minute show and it's made up into four segments, right? A, B, C, and D. And every mm-hmm. segment, D, the last segment of every show was this air gunner challenge. And it, it was, so, so each segment was, so each competition was like five minutes. So it was, it was a much smaller version of, of what we're doing now. And, and I just remember doing that, like I said, in 2013. And I always like, Man, that was that was awesome because I used to love Top Shot when it was on the History Channel. Um, I loved that show. I thought it was great. I loved the competition. I loved the different, you know, because they used guns and bows and and axes. I mean, they were they were throwing everything right. So it was mm-hmm. it was Top Shot or whatever. It was mostly firearms, but uh, I, and I just really enjoyed that show. I like reality style competitions. I love shooting. Put those two together, you know, three gun. I love three gun. So, so that to me was always fun. So I always wanted to do, I was like, how do we take a show that showcases air guns and, and their capabilities, but make it for everyone? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always had this burning urge to do a, to, that a competition show was the way to go. You know, we do a lot of hunts. Not everybody likes hunting. We do a lot of, you know, we go to, we go to these shooting competitions and, you know, whether it's the Pyramid Air Cup or EBR or, or RMAC or, and we cover some of those. I, I don't know that anyone cares about those except for air gunners. And those challenges are hard to shoot when we just show up because to really showcase a competition, you need 10 or 12 cameras. You need cameras on, on the competitors' faces, on all the targets. You, you need to, you need to, it needs to be in a, in a controlled environment, and it never right. is. So telling those stories is sometimes hard. So for me, I wanted to take American Air Gunner and, and just take it outside of Air Gunners. And I wanted to, to make something that I thought would be open for everyone. And, 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 and just I, so for seven years it, or six years, it's been burning in my head. The competition is the way to go. A competition is the way to go. And, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'm a very faithful guy. So I, I definitely been praying a lot about this, uh, about where it's going, especially when I kind of took over the show, because that took me from like just the host to like. Now I take care of sponsorships and advertising and marketing and, and social media, like all that stuff, which is way above my mental capacity and in, most, in the most part. Um, <laughs> and so it's been a lot more responsibility. And so I just – and then opportunities just kind of started opening up, and, and it just led to it. And we, we had an opportunity to do it, and I, and I talked to my producer and, and partner, and I was like, look, let's do this. Let's put some money into this. Let's do it and let's see if we can turn it into something. And, you know, here we go. I mean, I thought I never thought I would get it on the outdoor channel. And 
again, the Lord, the Lord giveth. Yeah. Amen to that, man. That, that's, it's crazy. It's, it's cool. Just in a few years I've been in the arrogant industry, seeing how much it's grown and all the innovation. It's a really cool thing. And I personally think that uh, this show has a lot of potential, um, multiple seasons and then winners coming back to face each other of winners of different seasons. And then eventually finding who is the absolute best in the whole world. Well, exactly. That's, that's where this leads. Uh, I have, I mean, I've got 10 seasons in mind right now of, of, uh, and, and how each one changes. Mm-hmm. I think there's opportunities, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, imagine a, Shooting competition, the American Air Gunner Challenge, where it's where it's all very popular or famous uh, firearms guys and hunters mm-hmm. battling it out in an air gun world. They're they're just you know completely lost, but just figuring it out and, and people just watching and seeing how happy they are and how much fun it is. You know, a guys versus girls competition. I mean, there's so many different ways to go and, and to and to do things that I, I just get excited thinking about it. We we just need the support. We need people to watch. We need to get the word out. And we need people to know, like, this isn't an air gun show. This is a shooting competition. And if you like shooting competitions, you're going to love this show. Mm-hmm. So, w- w- Rossi, then what would be the best way that we as air gunners in this community can start getting the word out? Every time – I mean, everybody needs to follow American Air Gunner on, on social media, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. And when mm-hmm. we post something about the show, we want – Air gunners to go, hey, check out my show. Check out our show. Watch this show. This is for us. It's for air gunners by air gunners. This is a show that we are doing together as a group. All the air gun manufacturers are on board. All the, the top shooters and YouTubers and, 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 and air gunners that you know are on board and are promoting. It's just about promotion. Social media is about I tell you, you tell your two friends, those two friends tell two more friends. That's how it works. Mm. So, you know, sometimes liking a post, not enough. It's about reposting, sharing, sharing the videos, watching the show, talking about, you know, when we, when we do interviews and, and, and showcase the winners, congratulate them. Tell the world, ah, Tom Adams won this first competition. What an awesome, you know, guy. I got a chance to meet Tom Adams at EBR in 2016, and what an experience. Who knows? But it's, it's just about sharing. Because if you're passionate about air guns, you should be passionate about the air gunner challenge. Right. right? People who love deer hunting share posts about the shows that they love about deer hunting. People who are passionate about other stuff, whether it be political stuff or religious stuff or family stuff, you post about it. Right. I mean, if I see one more post about, you know, CrossFit, I'm going to go crazy. Because CrossFitters love CrossFit, and that's all they talk about. So air gunners should talk about air guns. Right. I'm with you. On, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, and I think you bring up a really good point about social media. I think sometimes, um, one, people kind of just forget that it is a tool that has some pretty incredible capabilities for, for advertising and promoting things, and that liking a post isn't enough. Uh, a lot of times, even though I don't have, I would not consider myself uh, like a Instagrammer or a like, my you know I don't have thousands and thousands of followers, but even with just like barely over a thousand followers, it's really difficult for me to even keep up with the messages I get, 
and the requests and the comments with just a thousand followers. So if someone likes a photo, you know, I 99% of the time, I don't even see who likes a photo, but what would help me or what I appreciate more than someone liking a photo is when someone shares it or shares a post um, or tags me in something and says like, Hey, go check out this. Those are the kinds of things that rec that I recognize. And then I think by nature, other people recognize that more so than seeing like, Oh, my friend so-and-so liked this post. So I think that's a really right. good point. Um, just to like share stuff, repost it, tag people. Like you can, like, you know, I reached out to Matt Dubber on Instagram and what do you know? The dude responded. So it's like social media is a really different animal. Like I, I couldn't just find someone's, I couldn't find Matt Dubber's cell phone number and try and text him. That wouldn't right. work. But I could reach out and be like, hey, man, love your videos. You're super cool. I wish I had your hair. <laughs> I mean, you practically do have his hair, don't you? If you throw some curlers in that in that uh, mop you've got, surely you guys will look like twins, right? If I get a perm, uh, <laughs> there's no saying that we couldn't be twins. I love it. That's awesome. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I use social media as a tool. I, I do not trust me. I, I do not need likes. That that does not build up my confidence or my self esteem. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm good. My 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 you know view of myself is is rooted in my family uh, and my faith. It's not rooted in how many likes I get or how many followers I have. I I don't genuinely care about any of it. But I do care about getting the word out and and getting the message out and and getting people to support and watch the show. So, you know, it's, 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 it's twofold. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to catch me in a bikini taking a selfie. I can tell you that. Uh, but I will post <laughs> about guns and, 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 the th and, and competitions and, and people I like and people I follow and things that I like and, and that, that kind of stuff, because that's what I think social media should be for. That's the healthy way to, to treat it. That's how I'm treating mm -hmm. my daughters. You know, I mean, and they're, and they're, they're young, they're not on social media. But when I, when we talk about it, I talk about like, this is not something where you find friends or, or, or you build your confidence. It's not rooted in your phone or in your iPad. It, it's rooted right. in your family and in your life and, and, and the things you do in person. But for us, it's a tool. It's a tool to get our American air gunner message. Out. And that's why I get, you know, when people are always like, ah, oh, you're a YouTuber, you're that YouTuber. I'm like, I am not a YouTuber because most of the mm -hmm. time YouTubing is about me. I'm building me. I'm the guy to come. I would, I would love nothing more to have a, a team of people, and you never see me on YouTube again. YouTube, I'm not trying to build my audience. I'm trying to build the American Air Gunner audience. Uh, and, that's, right. and that's kind of the difference. And that's what is great about being American Air Gunner. It's not Rossi Morielli's channel that I'm building. I'm building American right. Air Gunner. And, and one day it might not be me building American Air Gunner. It might be someone else that takes over that's young and passionate and, and, and wants to help build this. Because, you know, it, it may very well outlast me uh, over the years. I just, I just want to get to a point in this world. I believe 80% of Americans, when you say the word air gun, do not know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. they, may, they may think air gun, BB gun, CO2 gun, airsoft gun. But they're just like, what? Is that airsoft? Yeah, there's, Is that there's not a full comprehension of everything that that term encompasses. Yeah. And I even had a guy, I, I was telling this uh, the other day, to, actually I was talking to Jonathan from FX. I got an argument on, online on YouTube with a guy that saw one of our hunts. We went on a deer hunt with, I went on a deer hunt with Brittany Glaze, and she shot an mm -hmm. Axis buck with a, with a ha hammer, Umarex hammer, 
you know, mm-hmm. at like 50 yards, dropped it. The thing, that thing got hit, took like four steps and fell and was done. It was the most humane kill hunt I've, I've practically seen in air guns. And he was on there griping and yelling, talking about he lives in Sweden and 22 caliber long rifle firearms are, are the are the least powerful guns and are still way more powerful than air guns. And I was like, my man, first of all, watch the video. Watch yeah. the video. Second of all, <laughs> you're in Sweden. Six foot pounds is the max air gun you can have in Sweden. Six foot pounds. I'm like, the hammer puts out 700 foot pounds. So like, educate yourself before you just start. And you're and, and this guy's watching a video. He's, he's I'm like you're you're just commenting on trash. And finally he's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I'm like, obviously. Yeah, it, it it's pretty mind blowing. I I mean that's got to be a pretty, I don't know, uh, lazy way to go about raising hell on someone's <laughs> on on YouTube. Yeah, right. not even realizing what what just happened or having any kind of information. Because I, I, I think, you know, obviously people who are not in the air gun industry don't know about um, like limitations. Like UK is, you know, sub 12 foot pounds. And, and like, like you said, Sweden, they, it's even lower, like all this different stuff, um, which is pretty crazy. I mean, thinking about a s- s- six foot pounds of energy, that that would just suck. So I'm glad to be in the I, air I, I know. It's like, it's like, I feel like I could throw a pellet six foot pounds. Yeah, I, probably, man. I mean, please <laughs> throw throw stones instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's wild. So, Rossi, my question for you that I've been thinking about, and this is totally off topic. Why are you so good looking? It's a good question, Tay. I ask myself that on a daily basis. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, hey, what, what, I don't know. Uh, good hair product, I would say. It, I, I think it starts there. You like hair the product. Brand. Good and hair good, product and good jeans. You know, my mom and dad. I'd like to think my mom and dad are are are, are two pretty solid looking human beings. But uh, other than that, I don't know. I think it's more. I, I, I'd say it's more the personality than it is the uh, the look. That's that's fair. So speaking of your your mom and dad, um, at least your dad, he's got a pretty sweet mustache. Roscoe's. Uh, uh, I've only seen him without a mustache one time in my life. So, do you think you could grow a mustache like your dad? Is that eventually a goal? No, I've tried it. Uh, I did a couple things <laughs> for for like Movember and 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 try to do some mustache uh, growing. I just look like a creep, you know. I just look really <laughs> creepy. There's something about my dad with the gray, right? The gray mustache adds like wisdom. And, and and something else. Although you look at Tom Adams on the American Air Gunner Challenge, and he looks like a stud with that mustache. Fireman, you know, he's got the aviators on, the mustache. I, I, I just think for me it just doesn't work. It takes away from, uh, I don't know, it just makes me look creepy, man. So I, I, <laughs> I'm not a mustache guy. That, I'm going to leave fair. that to yeah. Roscoe. There, there are some people that uh, they can just pull it off, you know. I'm not one of them either. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have the upper lip for it. My dad's got a big gap between his like his upper lip and his nose, right? And mine's thinner, so like he gets that big, full, bushy mustache. So mine looks like a like you know like you know like like a little pencil thin mustache, and that's I'm not trying to look like Humphrey Bogart or you know someone like that. So. <laughs> hey, that's fair, yeah. man. So 
what air gun since you've been in the industry is there a specific air gun that has kind of like shocked you the most like is it a big bore is it a fully automatic anything like that i mean shocked me i I can tell you when i first in 2017 when the hammer was first announced we shot and this is an umarex owned the show so we did Almost the entire 2018 season was hunts, and 80% of them were with the hammer. And that was mm-hmm. it. They, they owned the show, and that was their marketing plan, was American Air Gunner. Fair enough. That year, we shot, I shot a 750-pound red stag. I shot a, a, a huge, I think, 22-and-a-half-inch Oryx, which you actually haven't even seen that show yet. That show is going to air this year. Oh, wow. I think I think it's a world record for air guns. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, but the Red Stag may be in in the air gun world. We shot we shot a bison. I shot a okay. I shot a hog out of a helicopter, 50 60 feet in the air, tracking a 350 pound hog. I shot in the back of the head with one shot out of a helicopter with a 50 caliber hammer. Hit that thing in the back of the head, and it and it flipped. And there was only one hog. We were supposed to come up on huge herds of hogs there was one because the, the temperature was like 25 degrees i was freezing <laughs> that to this day is the greatest shot i've ever made in my entire life in my entire I, I, life that's probably the one of the coolest shots of all time ever especially with an air gun i mean <laughs> unbelievable one shot one kill it's unbelievable so so i can tell you when that when i shot that gun i, I was just i and, and i and i spent so much time with i was just blown away but now, you know, like this LCS, SK-19, full auto, I mean, that gun is just fun. It's just fun. The first time I put an air bolt in the Dragon Claw, mm-hmm. Seneca Dragon Claw, and shot it. We shot that thing through. I shot it at 100 yards through a two-inch wood cutting board threw it at 100 yards i shot it through our production van on purpose (laughs) but we parked our production van to see if it could go through and the only reason it didn't go through the van is because it hit the spare tire the rim of the spare tire on the other side of the production van so like when i shot that thing i was like holy hell i mean yeah it was so so I'll, i'll be honest i think every year some new air gun comes out and it blows my mind. The Hotson Blitz, I, I just got sent that thing in the mail. The 30 caliber full auto, like, what is happening? I mean, it's just, you're just like, what, what, this is not a Red Rider. Right. This is not a Red Rider. And, you know, there's a lot of those guns, the, the, you know, some of those smaller entry guns that I've, that I've seen and, and shot that, you know, this, this new Avenger that's come out or, or the, um, the gauntlet or, you know, some of these guns that are, that are inexpensive and, and oddly consistent. Right. You know, they're very odd. The, the, the first time I shot a 30 caliber FX impact, I was testing for one of the events we did for one of our competitions. Mm-hmm. And I was trying, I, cause I get these ideas and I'm like, and then I'm like, I wonder if this is even possible. Like if I give someone this amount of shots to accomplish these three things, like, can they do it? Right. And at 75 yards, I just started I, – I put three cards 
on a uh, like like playing cards and i was like could you split like could you split three playing cards in three shots and i and i mm. and i got set it in i had a, a target up there and i shot the target i was like okay like i knew it was hitting 75 yards first time i've ever shot an fx impact of my own I, the first time i ever shot it actually was at fx in in sweden it was the first time i ever shot an fx gun right like i mean it was crazy um you probably you've probably seen that episode, you know, sitting outside yeah. with you know with the man himself, uh, you, the, the mad scientist out there in, in Sweden shooting air guns. It was it was crazy. But and I and I pulled the trigger, and in four shots, I split three cards at seventy five yards. Holy and smokes. I was like, what is this monstrosity? I mean, it was like. What just happened? I, it, it blew my mind. I was, I was, I was absolutely blown away of the the consistent and how comfortable I felt with that gun in my hands, pulling the trigger. I was like, oh, oh, this is going to happen, and it ends mm-hmm. up, and it turns into an amazing challenge that you'll see in about four or five weeks on the American Air Gunner Challenge, and it's unbelievable what you can do with these with these guns. So. You know, it's it's a laundry list, and and for me, fortunately, I'm still I would say I'm still new to air guns, and it's because in the past I've been in air guns now for seven years, mm-hmm. and in the past five years, every year the technology changes exponentially to like it's like you're reintroducing yourself and relearning about an air gun that just came out that you never thought was possible the year before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's plain and simple. And the funny thing is, you know, a lot of people, you know, these air guns come out and they're like, well, that ain't the first one. I'm like, yeah, but the first one wasn't this good and it didn't catch on. And, it, right. and it, yeah, it was, you know, the, the, the new Texan 50 cal uh, with the carbon fiber bottle, like, good Lord, that gun is like a laser at 100 250 yards. I mean, it's got so much power. It's it's like 800 foot pounds. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable the technology that that keeps coming out. And that's actually for me been kind of one of the frustrating <laughs> aspects is because I'm like, okay, do I wait six months, nine months, wait a year until this new gun comes out, or do I just buy this one that I've been really I've really been wanting? And then I buy it, and then it's like a week later, like, oh, we just actually are releasing a special edition gun that can do this, and it's only half the price of what you paid. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, there's still so much. I think there's still so much left. There's still so much left. I mean, take the Texan for instance. The Texan was the most powerful gun in the world for the longest time, and it was like, where do they go from here? And then all they did was change out a carbon fiber bottle. Right. And made, you know, you can literally take your Texan, order the carbon fiber bottle, put that bottle on, and all of a sudden you have more power. So I still truly believe we've only scratched the surface of what these air guns can be. And then you've got these arrow guns coming out, you know, the javelin and, 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 and stuff like that. I mean, it's just we've only we've only just begun i always laugh on youtube when people are like you know you just don't seem like you know that much about this air gun i'm like brother i don't have time to keep up as fast as air guns are being sent to me and as fast as the technology is happening i don't have time to keep up with all the technology every time i get a new gun 
I'm talking about a completely different world, practically. And so, it, you know, and then you got stuff like this Day State Delta Wolf that's coming out with the, it's got a crony built into it. Like, what? I mean, I think this thing will make you a cappuccino in between while you're reloading the mag. It's like, it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it seems like, because again, knowing how manufacturers work, they're not giving you everything. Oh, for so, sure not. So when they drop something this year, they've already got something they're going to drop next year and then and the next year. So you can only mm-hmm. imagine what is actually out there. So I'm with you. It, it's, I don't know what gun to buy, so I just keep buying all of them. Buy That's them fair. Yeah. Buy, buy everything. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with that. I, I think um, I want to start a website. Maybe me and you can work on this together. Where it's like that. It, there's a thing called bag, borrow, and steal, right? Where you can carry a purse for a long time, like a Louis Vuitton or something like that, and then you can you put it on this website. And you can trade it with people. So I can I can like trade you my purse. I'm going to do that with air guns. You're like, look, here they are. You want to shoot a hammer for a bit? Great. You want to shoot a hot sun blitz for a while? Fantastic. You you want to try a FX anything? It, here you go. And we can trade air guns. It'd be the best be the best business in the world because then you can maybe get into these, shoot them for a little bit before you go and spend twenty five hundred bucks. You know, Rossi, I I don't want to release any or too much information, but I, there may or may not be someone that you're speaking to right now who is working on something like that. Very interesting. Which we can maybe talk about more um, <laughs> another time. But well, I I could be your guy. <laughs> I could follow. Well, I'll tell you what. It's a hell of an idea, and and if someone like you is having that idea, then I, I actually feel kind of a little bit like a handsome genius, if I'm being honest, for having that well, same idea. You look like a handsome genius, and I'll tell you where this <laughs> this comes from. Right now, in my garage, I'm sitting in my garage, and I'm looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. There's three in that case, 33. There's two in that case, 35. That's not including pistols because I've got a bunch of pistols over here. So I'm looking at 35, 36, 37, 38 behind me. So that's 38 guns, and I haven't even opened my safe. Holy smokes. And my safe is bigger than me. So Unbelievable. You can see where this, <laughs> you can see where this idea comes from. Yeah, yeah. You got some, uh, some uh, supplies. It sounds like at least Rossi, how many pellets do you think you've shot since you've been into air guns? This is where you're going to be very disappointed in me, Tay. Okay. <laughs> I, here's the thing. And here's what's weird. You've seen 90% of the pellets that I've shot in my life on camera. I'm not I'm not the guy that goes and sits outside with a gun and goes through a tin of pellets. I, I mean, I can honestly say of these of those 30, 40 guns that are in my garage, I would probably say 98 percent of them probably aren't even broken in because <laughs> of what my job calls for. And because we're constantly shooting and hunting and kind of on the trail and looking at new guns and, 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 and announcing new guns and then trying to test new guns. I don't do the tests that other people do. And, and, and listen, and that's why those people are great for the industry. The people who take a gun and spend a week and a half with one gun and shoot 10,000 pellets through it and can tell you everything it does from the inside out, that's not me. 
That's not me at all. I've never claimed to be that person. I shoot. I'm just trying to introduce you to guns and show you what they're capable of. Show that they're fine. Show what they can do. So I don't necessarily put that many pellets through the same gun. Now, if you assume I put, let's just say it's 100 pellets through every gun I shoot. The numbers probably add up the quantity, but mm-hmm. it's still it's still not even remotely close to some of those air gunners that are out there that are training and practicing. And I also get to a point to I do so much on camera that unfortunately, and it's occasional, but but unfortunately, unless it's in a group setting, you're not gonna see me go out and shoot air guns for fun if we're not shooting them or like filming them because it just because I feel like I'm wasting time. Like if I'm yeah. shooting we should be filming because why not? Right. So that, that's not, that's not what I, that's not now where I get like, get away to like go and relax. It's not mm-hmm. air gunning. It was for a while, but now it's, but now it's, it's like everything. It becomes a job. Um, I right. still love it, but, I, but again, I get to do it in my job. So I don't need to do it outside of my job. Cause I just, I just film everything I do. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually, um, I'm right behind you. I think I'm just actually living your life just a few years behind you. Um, well, there you go. I don't know if I'll ever be the Brad Pitt of the air gun world, but oh, I can is try. That, is that a thing? Is that a? I feel like you've been talking to Tyler Patner too much. <laughs> you know, Tyler and I have spoken a, a bit about it, but I think there's there's more um, people who I think would attest to the same thing. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you're a huge alcoholic douche, uh, but I mean, I pre- I appreciate that. Thank you. Other than that, Thank you. you and Matt Pitt, dude. Pretty much the same. <laughs> well, he's making a lot. He, he, he could, he could buy a lot more air guns than I can. Well, let's get him into it. You're his yeah. doppelganger. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> or you could start a second Instagram account as Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt air guns. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's legal or not, but you can try it. Holy cow, man. So Rossi, this has been great. And I think we're going to have to do some follow-up episodes in the future as the, uh, the season continues, but what would you leave as your bit of advice for people getting into the air gun world or considering it besides obviously watching the American air gunner challenge? Well, I would say I would say twofold. I would say number one, especially to all those people out there right now that are listening that have in the past three months gone out and bought a brand new firearm. If you buy a pistol, buy the air gun version of it. There, mm. There's not a there's not a better way to learn how to shoot that pistol, get comfortable with it, train with it in your garage in your backyard than shooting the exact replica, whether it's a BB pellet it's got the blowback features at the you know co2 gun it will help you get comfortable with your gun and shooting that gun uh, as well as if you're introducing it to your wife or to your kids or to your husband or to any new shooter um that hasn't shot that pistol so i i, I firmly believe if you buy a pistol you should buy the air gun version of it because it just helps you train and you know shooting guns is like everything else if you don't practice you won't be good at it when you pull that gun out and have to use it so don't just assume because you have shot a gun before that if the world goes down and you've got a, a you know, a concealed carry and you've actually got to pull your pistol out to, to do some business, you better have put some rounds through something recently or you're going to panic and make a mistake. 
So that is that is one my, my one um, kind of firearm version. Number two, okay. my, my other advice is give it a try. Experience this world and, 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 and give it a shot because it's, it, it's such a beautiful world, such a fun and, and safer world. And there's a lot more family-friendly fun to be had with air guns than you ever thought possible with firearms. Don't get me wrong. Firearms are fun. I love firearms. And I'm not trying to replace firearms with air guns. But mm. until you can take out, you know, five or six younger kids from, from, from six or seven up to, you know, 13, 14, whatever, and, put, and, and safely put air guns in their hands and watch them have fun and let them have fun and experience something, you don't know what a wonderful thing guns can be. And also a positive because you get to teach safety. You get to teach responsibility. Like there's a lot of things that come with shooting a gun that you can teach the younger generation that they can put to other stuff in their life outside of guns. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's something I think gun safety. You know, I come from a time when I was in elementary school, they would bring a guy or a cop would come with guns and they would teach gun safety and show you and this and that. I mean, they would, they would explain them to you. And now I feel like it's like, it's like, let's ignore it and it'll go away. And, and that's not, that's not happening. We have to be smart about how we teach our youth about guns and gun safety. Or we're going to have a generation that are so scared of guns that, God forbid, something actually happened in the United States and we've got to protect ourselves. And we got a bunch of people that don't know what to do or how to do it. And, and, and we're back to the 1600s. And we're bringing in the farmers and they're, and they're coming with their pitchforks and their hose when the people we get may have to fight have got, you know, semi-automatic weapons. So it, it, for, for me, it's a, it's a safety thing. It's a, it, it's a fun thing. It's also a responsibility thing. Uh, and I think the air gun world leads you uh, down a, a safe path to all guns. I think that is fair. And that's a very, very, both very, very good points, actually. Um, things that I think sometimes we think this is all more fun uh, in games than it is um, actual real life applications that, that can be utilized or, or prepared for with air guns. So very good points. Um, Rossi, is there anything else that you wanted to say? Ooh, we need to cover just so, so the listeners know people who don't have the outdoor channel, what is the app that we can uh, use to get a hold of uh, the American air gunner challenge and be watching that if we don't have the outdoor channel? Yes, and so just to be clear about the American Air Gunner Challenge, it airs on the Outdoor Channel on Wednesday nights, and it airs at 7.30 Eastern Time, and then it repeats 7.30, 10 30, 30, 1.30, 4.30. So, it, so, so on the West Coast, it's you know, 4.30, 7.30, 10.30, 1.30. So you have four options every Wednesday to watch it. If you don't have the Outdoor Channel, you can watch it on the Friendly app, and it's F-R-N-D-L-Y, the Friendly app. And it is a, it's an app that shows live television, and there's like 13 networks. It's like – Outdoor Channel and Sportsman's Channel, and then and then some of the Hallmark channels. It's all it's all supposed to be family friendly television, and mm -hmm. you can you can record shows on that on that app as well. So you can record the American Air Gunner Challenge each time. It's like five ninety nine or six ninety nine a month, something like that. But outside of that, and I believe it works inside the U.S. and outside the U.S. So so look it up because it's on Apple TV, it's on Amazon, it's on uh, Roku, it's on a lot of a lot of different platforms. So mm -hmm. try to find it there. Outside of that, it's never going to be on YouTube. You're never going to see the American Air Gunner Challenge on YouTube. You're going to see some teasers, and we're going to tease the hell out of you. So either jump on the Friendly app or 
figure out a way, call your cable company and get the outdoor channel. I've, I've, a lot of people have reached out and said, adding the outdoor channel is not that expensive and, and, and well worth it. So get on it, check out the show. You're going to enjoy it. And it's fun for the whole family. It, it, it's a nice, clean, good shooting show that you can watch with, with all your family, kids of all ages. So enjoy that. Have fun with it. And, uh, and, and then, of course, the friendly app. And then find us, you know, follow us on all our social media, on YouTube at American Air Gunner, Instagram at American Air Gunner, Facebook at American Air Gunner. And go to AmericanAirGunner.com. We get the chance to sell a lot of products that you see on our show at a discount. Uh, we have a lot of Pyramid Air discounts that you can get, and you can only get through American Air Gunner. So come to our site, get some stuff, and make sure you, you know, support the show. Buy some swag, some hats, some T-shirts, some sweatshirts. All of our clothes and materials are very high quality, very soft, very well-made um, products. So get after it and support us. We need it so we can keep the air guns on TV. Hey, that sounds good to me. I think I'm actually going to hop on uh, the website and get myself a T-shirt because I think one of the best ways, the most underestimated ways that people can support something, uh, if you know, if you're just a someone who does, you're obviously not an investor. You're not going to be able to just sling 20 grand to American Air Gunner. Go buy a T-shirt. Go buy a sticker. Put it on your car. Thousands of people will see your car throughout the week. And then you've probably exposed at least a few people paying attention to that sticker on your car, and they Google American Air Gunner, and what do you know? Or well, you should definitely, definitely have a sticker on your gun case. I mean, if you're going to go out and shoot, you'd need an American Air Gunner sticker on your gun case. Boom. So stickers, I think, are the best way. Next step up, shirts and um, – and you guys have so many other things too. You, you have mugs. You're drinking coffee out of a – a mug right now, an American Air Gunner mug. Yeah. Is that right? Yep, we got it all. Phone cases. I mean, you guys got the works. Hey, have you have you thought about socks yet? We have socks. There's there are some American Air Gunner Challenge socks on the website right now. Son of a gun. Okay, looks like I'm gonna have to buy a few things in from the website. So <laughs> man, which I'm really excited about, man. Not not enough companies make cool socks. Well, let, let me know. I don't have a pair yet. I ordered them, so I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting to see them and test them out. So let me know what you think. Sounds good to me. Well, Rossi, thank you so much for uh, setting this time aside to come onto the podcast and let listeners hear your story and um, kind of the mind and the ideas behind the American Air Gunner Challenge. So and, and, and just so everyone knows, just for your listeners right now, I will tell you guys, if you go to Pyramid Air right now and buy something and use the code CHALLENGE, Use the code CHALLENGE. You'll get a discount on your Pyramid Air order. Perfect. Look at that. Pyramid Air promo code right there. Well, Rossi, thank you so much. You are the man. I'm really looking forward to um, this next episode and also the finale. I got to see who wins this thing, man. Well, you got 11 weeks to hang on. So, Tay, I appreciate it, man. A pleasure being on your your podcast and I look forward to the next time. Happy to talk to you anytime. Hey, thank you so much, man. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.